Talking twisted. Talking metal. Talking we are metal. The, we are. This is the weekly update, and for the next ten weeks, it's going to be talking metal, the twisted metal podcast. Yes. where we review an episode of the hit Peacock original series twisted metal based on the very famous video game twisted metal yeah and we're gonna talk about an episode a week uh for 10 fucking weeks yeah you know and you'll love it and you'll love it like we love it like we love it well let's jump right into episode one i actually took uh took notes did you i did i took notes all right I put took notes on a on a sticky note. Okay, so that's about right. Yeah. I took mental notes. Yeah. Oi, a, f- a mental brav. Brav. Gov. Brav. So, episode 101. Uh, they do this really cool thing, like fucking so cool, mm-hmm. where every episode title is uh, seven characters. Like, like- a license plate. Like a license plate. So episode one is Will You Drive? W-L-U-D-R-V. Which is a line in the show. Fucking ridiculous, man. So, so uh, the title is kind of like, you know. It's meta. Yeah, it's very meta. Very meta. It's very Speaking of very meta, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So the premise of the show... Uh, because the, you know, we did an episode on Twisted Metal Black and there's not a ton of story to these games. No. Uh, so the show is in, I, I would say the early two thousands. So 20 years ago in 2003, I, a bug, they don't really get into what, but a bug, uh, wipes all the computer out, computers out. Sure. Energy grids go down. Everything's gone to shit. And some of the major cities walled themselves off. Mm. And they are the, the, you know, this is a stolen premise from the George Romero film, Land of the Dead. Yes. So, stolen valor. Yes. Uh, so there's walled cities, and that's where the insiders live. And then on the outside is all the criminals. Mm. But uh, sometimes humble motherfuckers. Like Anthony Mackey's John Doe, as he would say, uh, they're milkmen. They do deliveries between the walled cities. Sure. Yes, and apparently everyone freaked out uh, when porn wasn't readily available. That's that's what he says was yes. not the impetus for the uh, whatever, but part of it. Yes. Uh, this is. There, this is a joke, a, a joke every 30 seconds type of show. Yes. But not in a good way like Veep. Or in, in a good way like anything. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, in a bad way like uh, everything Joss Whedon's ever done. I, I think this is so, I will take Joss Whedon over this a billion times. Yeah. Yeah. This is God. God damn it. All right. So. Uh, John Doe, our titular character. No, he's not titular. No, he's protagonist. Protagonist. Yeah, our protagonist, John Doe, portrayed by a- Anthony Mackie of Marvel fame. Yeah. The new Captain America. 
Yeah. Uh, he and his Subaru, Evelyn, are just loving life, cruising sure. around. They got machine guns. Delivering uh, shit. Delivering shit. He's got a sticker on his bumper that says, got milk. Because he's a milkman, you see. Yeah, he's a milkman. Uh, and the first episode really takes a minute to build this world. I would say every episode is trying to do some sort of world building. I suppose, um, yeah. Which, I mean, we'll see how that continues because if they're going to spend all 10 episodes building a world, uh, they must know something I don't because that that would mean second season. Yeah, I think uh, I, that's an ambitious ambitious role there to try to to think that you're going to get a second season out this already yeah so anthony mackie john doe is uh delivering some medicine uh insulin to new san francisco well could we could we do a little uh, little zoo doop and stop uh and talk about the opening scene uh which is a car chase through a mall Yes, the opening scene is a car chase through a mall uh, in which he does a donut around a uh, directory and he says a line, oh, there's a footlocker? Yeah. It's brilliant. He Beautiful. also, uh, at some point, sideswipes something and I... And a copy of oh, the yeah. PlayStation game lands on the the windshield of his car. Now Which, I, I take umbrage with this. I it raises so many fucking questions that are never going to be answered. I take issue with this because it is a, a it is the long box version. Oh boy! Of Twisted Metal. Okay. Of the original Twisted Metal. Now, why on earth would the long box of Twisted Metal, which came out in 1995? still be in a mall it's a fair question uh, a fairer question is what the fuck are you saying by that being in the show i i understand it's a joke listen i like jokes i make jokes the joke doesn't make any fucking sense it's bad what's that it's a bad joke it's a bad fucking joke it's a bad joke because now are i have to ask the question are we saying that sweet tooth is nothing more than a fan of the video game because the video game exists. I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think that this show follows uh, any sort of rules. Like it doesn't have any sort of in it doesn't have internal logic. Thank God for that. That's what we need out of a television. Yeah. So, he also grabs some Jordans. One uh, that I've again, I'm, I'm we're gonna get through this, but he's driving by and it's a display <laughs> sneaker and he grabs it, but then he's wearing two for the rest of the show of those sneakers. Makes no fucking sense, yes. Uh, and then he has a sweet little scene where he parks on the beach for the night and there's a bunch of seals, a family of seals, mm -hmm. and he's looking at a picture of uh, his family, him as a child, his, his family is burnt from the picture. Uh, and we find out that he has amnesia. Yeah. He doesn't remember uh, anything. His first memory is his head bleeding, waking up in Evelyn. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird. Very weird. Uh, and then he eats a seal. He eats the baby seal. He eats the baby seal, yeah. 
our hero. But then he makes it to New San Francisco. And he, yes. Yes, he makes it New to New San, San Francisco. Francisco. And uh, he delivers the insulin to New San Francisco. It has a great line. Life must be good if the diabetes is that bad. <sighs> yeah. Good shit, Just, writers. That's a good joke. Maybe. There you go. That's the joke. Is it a good joke? Yeah, it's a good, great joke. But at this point, uh, things go a little bit sideways because the guards at the front of the gate say, the COO of New San Francisco Ugh. wants to see you because cities famously have COOs. Yes, yes, they do. And that's when we meet uh, what is the worst performance in this show. And I don't think it's particularly close. This it's, is a show full of bad performances. This one is, is not close. by 50 miles the worst. It is. It is. Be, phoning it in is Shakespeare compared to this. Like, yeah. this is so far worse than phoning it in. We meet Nev Campbell's Raven. Which I think on a previous episode we'd said that since she's the bad guy, her, our idea was that she's Calypso. But she kind of is. We'll get into it, but she kind of is. Kind. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. I've only seen the first three episodes. No, but in episode one, she. Well, we know she's bad. Well, we also know that she can make someone's greatest desire come true. Oh, that's true. She offers it to John Doe. We're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but that's the point of this scene. She has dinner with him and she says, I can make whatever you want come true. Yeah. So she, uh, they hose him down, uh, very gratuitous ass shot of Anthony Mackie. Uh, they wash his clothes, give him his high C, uh, shirt back. Get it. Yeah. It's, it's, he's stuck in the past. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like Star Lord shit, right? Like he's got, whole, ta- he's got a it's, tape player. It's not just him. He's yeah. got a CD player. He's got the Jerky Boys in a CD player. He does. He's got the Jerky Boys, uh, and we'll get into the music because this is goddamn. This is a show that loves itself a needle drop, and it, and it loves paying for. Well, it might be the uh, Sony the, library, the Universal or Sony libraries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he meets up with Nev Campbell, and she's like, "I need you to do a job for me." And if you do this job, I will give you uh, citizenship. I'll make you a citizen of New San Francisco, which is all he wants. He wants to be part of something. He wants to be part of a family. He wants to be part of a community because he doesn't remember his parents, but he remembers the feeling. And she meet he meets her nice family, her husband Noah. Yes, and little baby uh, Dove. Dove because Raven Dove. Think about it. You get it. Yeah, Uh, and then they eat some some uh, meat. And he doesn't know um, how to use a fork and knife. He doesn't. He holds it like a weirdo. But not two scenes ago, we watched him eat the seal, and he seemed to be using a fork and knife just fine. Just saying. Yes. Also, uh, for dessert, they have Jello, which he doesn't know what it is and thinks it's some sort of greeting. So it's like Jello, yeah, uh, which is a, a joke that reoccurs in multiple episodes. It's uh, makes me mad. Should make you mad. Should make Uh, you very mad. And then he finally he agrees. He's gonna do. He's gonna go to North Chicago. He's got to go to New Chicago. He can't know what he's picking up. We know it's not organs. It's never organs. Yeah, he's he's very upset about it. 
Yeah, he's very upset. It's never organs. Uh, and he's got 10 days. He's got 10 days to go to New Chicago, pick up this thing that he doesn't know what it is, and come back. And the second he leaves New San Francisco, uh, she hands the baby back to someone. It's not her baby. Spoiler. She's disgusted by it. She, she, she wipes her by hands. Baby. Yeah. And her husband is not actually her husband, but some dude that she paid to pretend to be her husband but also he's some sort of prisoner too like yes. he's led away yes uh and then <laughs> uh john doe visits the only person in the world he trusts his name is tommy tommy that's right that was dennis and he goes to tommy to get a map <sighs> to new chicago and this this is the he's a cartographer uh, and he makes his maps with crayons, and he takes payment in crayons as well, on restaurant placemats of Maps of America. Yes. Because that's a, th a thing. That is a thing. Yes. And then, while this is all happening, the Let's talk B, B story, baby. The B story. B, -b, -b story. <laughs> Let's get into the b, -b, -b, -b story. Dear uh, and the B and this episode, the B stands for bad. Uh, <laughs> Beatrice, Stephanie Beatrice of Brooklyn Nine-Nine fame, mm. Rosa Diaz on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, plays quiet. And she has zero lines in this episode. She does not speak once because she's it's mute. It's implied that she's mute, yeah. It's implied that she's mute. Her name's Quiet. She's traveling with her brother, Loud, played by Richard Cabral. I didn't know that he was named Loud, and I hate that. Yes. Uh, and they're traveling. And we first see them very briefly trying to uh, rob yeah. John Doe's car. Yeah, they're trying to jack him. They're yeah, a and she hearse. flips him off, and you realize that she's had her middle finger chopped off. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, but we catch back up to them. They are in a purple Cadillac hearse. Yeah. Throwback to the game. Little. Sure. Little uh, Easter egg for people who've played the game. Uh, and they're being chased by a police car with a rocket launcher on top of it. And, and so when I, I don't know if you thought this, but I saw the cop car. Now, I didn't read anything about the plot of this same, show. Same. But I see the cop car and I'm like, oh, fuck, is it Outlaw? That'd be awesome. Outlaw? I love it. So the rocket ends up blowing up the hearse and then they crawl out and they're like, uh, and they, cause they stole some shit, right? So the coppers are after them mm -hmm. and the cops finally catch up to them after they blew them up and you realize that, no, this is not outlaw. No, this is agent stone played by Thomas Hayden church as if you needed, if you needed further confirmation that they do not give a shit. Thomas fucking Hayden Church steps out of the cop car. Yeah. Looking like, whew. <laughs> the paychecks on this show must have been fantastic. Gorgeous. And we do, we do have a figure. We do have a figure for the budget of this show. The budget of this show, for all 10 episodes, $72.3 million. Wow. Shot Seven million episodes. Yeah, shot entirely in New Orleans. Huh. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. And they, uh, principal photography started in May 2022. Okay. They turned it around. They, they turned did. it they, around. Oh, yeah. oh, boy. Did they turn? I yeah. mean, turned it around as in got it out. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They shot from May to August. So. So post production was not super long on this show. No. Um. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Thomas Hayden Church gets out of the car, Agent Stone, and throws a gun on the ground in front of them and says, you have an option. Uh, one of you can kill each other or we can kill you both. Yeah. So they decide they're not going to do it. But then Loud oh. picks up the gun and says, eat my ass. Motherfucker. Which is motherfucker. And blows his fucking brains out. Yeah. Uh, to which Tom and Thomas Hayden Church has a great line. He looks at it and he's like, oh, it's a lot of brains. Who'd have thought? Get it? B- brilliant. Brilliant. Get they must it? have gotten all the writers from Seinfeld. Yeah, you got Yeah. Larry David's writing on this show. Wow. Is this a Shonda Rhimes joint? It probably, it makes sense. It's a Shonda Rhimes Shonda Land is definitely involved. <laughs> yes. Oh. And then they brand Quiet. With the badge, right? Yes. Yeah. They brand her with a badge. And here's the weird thing. She screams, but it doesn't really make a... It's like... Ah, ah. Yeah. She's, yeah, she can't. Because she's, she's mute. She's a mute. She doesn't make she's noise. A, she's a mute. She's a fucking mute. Uh, then we go back to John Doe. Yeah. And he's getting the map from Tommy. And he tell and Tommy's like, you going north? I hear there's a steel rush, which I don't know what the fuck that means. Fucking mean it. Uh, and he's like, no, I'm going east, New Chicago. And all of a sudden, Tommy gets very serious, very serious, because apparently the east is bad. Yeah, real, real, real yeah. bad. Yeah. So this might be a meta- metaphor for uh, American exceptionalism. Okay. Western civilization versus sure. Eastern mysticism. I'm into that. Yeah, something like that. I'm 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 implying some depth here that the show definitely doesn't have. No, certainly. Uh, and he, and he tells him, "Give me your belt." And John Doe's like, "What?" And he's like, "Give me your belt. You're suicidal, clearly. So give me your belt." Yeah. And reaches for his belt, which is a, a bit. Uh, and then he says, and and then he does some uh foreboding, some yes, foreshadowing. Does some foreshadowing, right? And says, "Well." You know who runs Vegas. Uh-huh. And then we're introduced to Samoa Joe playing the most iconic character from the Twisted Metal franchise, Sweet Tooth. Yeah. And he's in his ice cream truck in the middle of uh, de- the desert, mm-hmm. Vegas. Yeah. And he's voiced by Will Arnett. Ugh. Yeah. So... Uh, because this show has no uh, sense of time, uh, all of a sudden, John Doe's on his way to Vegas, and he's not really paying attention, and all of a sudden, quiets in the middle of the road. Standing there. Standing in the middle of the road. And he almost hits her, but he doesn't, and then she tries to steal his car, and then they get into like a, you know, Mexican standoff kind of thing. Sure. But then they hear Sweet Tooth coming after him, because from miles outside of the city, they were loud enough that we, he could hear them. Yeah, they heard, he heard he John heard the Doe's car. car. Yeah. From miles he heard away. heard that Subaru, that little fucking four-banger engine, he heard that. Yeah, yeah, miles yep. away. Yep. And uh, 
So, of course, he goes to investigate. Yeah. Uh, and the episode ends with Sweet Tooth coming, coming for him. Bearing down. Yeah. Ready to do some damage. Yeah. And that is episode one. Yep. Let's talk about the music real quick, right? The show is scored by Leo Birenberg. Sure. Classic. Uh, yeah. One of the greats. Yeah, he's uh, he was the composer on he was an additional music composer on the Peanuts movie, <laughs> twenty fifteen Peanuts movie. Well also done. Ant, also Ant Man, first one. Uh, yeah. I mean I, that doesn't make a difference, but whatever. He was also an additional music composer and orchestrator on Hot Tub Time Machine two. Okay, back to the back to that. Yeah, uh, he was the score coordinator on the Hangover Part Three. <laughs> uh, he's he was, coming in late <laughs> yeah he was the score coordinator on the guilt trip famous uh uh barbara streisand vehicle with seth rogan the guilt trip dear god uh his composing stuff is limited as like the primary composer right uh he did f the prom which is looks like a straight to TV movie yeah. plus one with Jack Quaid. Mm. Uh, never, never heard of that. Uh, Butcher's Crossing. I don't know. A uh, movie and uh, a movie called Bottoms. Okay, but this show loves needle drops. They basically do the entire run of Champagne Supernova by Oasis. Yeah, during uh, is it the opening credits or? It's not the opening credits. It is, uh, it's like when he's like eating the seal and stuff. Okay. And he's driving around. Yeah. And when he's getting robbed by, uh, quiet, quiet and loud. Right. Um, and then there's another, there's another needle drop, which is my boo, Ghost Town DJ, when he's pulling up to New San Francisco. That's right. Yeah. 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 What the fuck? So, they're spending the money on this show. Yeah, I mean, they are. I mean, they're spending money on the music. Or they're not, and this is just their license. I think, I think it's just Sony's library, honestly. Yeah, so I think my biggest... Uh, here, I, get, I guess here's where to start with this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hate this show. No, I don't either. I don't want to. I really like the games course at least like the original run of games uh i i just this fucking post-apocalyptic thing is just like so done to death yeah there's so many post-apocalyptic fucking shows i like would much like rather them go the tournament angle of course or something like that because this just feels like a bad version of every other post-apocalyptic show. Of post-apocalyptic course. show has been done perfectly already. Yeah. The first couple seasons of Walking Dead. Absolutely. Great. Last Man on Earth. Fucking great. With Will, with, with Will Forte. Forte. Yeah. It's it, incredible. Incredible, right? Yeah. Like these things have been done and this show takes all the wrong kind of lessons from the shows that have come before it. And it's just, it's it's a weird, it's humor for like babies i this is middle school humor it, it it's just the most broad 
like it's funny because like i you know with with the fact like the writer's strike and all this talk this feels like something that was written by ai because the jokes are bit. just so just broad and just so oh just so cliche and another thing i want to say is like listen again i like jokes i like comedy the, the, there's so many jokes and there is a flippancy to the to the to the actors and to the characters so much so that you just don't get, no one feels like they're in any danger that there's any stakes no one seems to give a shit about anything in this world and and the jokes too it feels like a a comedian like working on us on a on his hour right 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 like there's just like okay is this working is this joke working is yeah. this joke there it, it feels like they're auditioning jokes yes and the lack of any like drama between the jokes see like i i'm good with a show that is like laugh a minute sure like we like we said veep Yes. Or, you know, the, I mean, yeah, the office is a bad example. No bad example. Um, there's just, you know, there are shows that like you can, you can kind of jam pack and they don't have to be serious, but this show also really wants you to take it seriously. It does. Yeah. You know, like there's very like uh, somber moments with John Doe about like, oh, I don't know my family. Oh, it's so Jesus sad. And it's Christ, like, yeah. and it's hard to fucking it's hard to feel bad for a guy who when asked what he wants uh, out of anything in the world is like toilet paper i want don't give me i some would of love that. some two ply. ply and then nev campbell's like i could do better and he's like three ply I, it's just yeah it's that kind of thing where it's just like sometimes just pass up the joke yeah you know what i mean you don't have to set up every fucking joke like you don't have to jump for every joke right yes yeah. If you if you stripped every single joke out of this show and then gave the script to someone and said you need to do a comedy pass on this but only go for the low hanging fruit only go for the easiest jokes with the least amount of effort it would end up being this it would be right it back is, to where it was exactly it'd be the exact same thing exactly cuz that's what it is the jokes are the easy jokes mm -hmm. jokes and i mean it comes back I got the impression that it was going to be like this from the teaser, yeah. the thong song teaser. Like oh. what on earth? What the fuck? Cause this yeah. feels geared towards something geared. Pun. I get it. Uh, this feels geared to like me, right? This is, think. this is like for people my age. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, thong song unleash the dragon by Cisco was, uh, a big, deal when i was yeah. younger twisted metal was a big deal it you know like this is kind of like trying to hit my nostalgia button with all the subtlety of like a car accident right right to the point where like i don't it's like <sighs> what did it, i say i was talking you know a movie i was talking about the other day hmm. i was talking about the flash sure and I was talking to someone about it and they were like, well, don't you like, don't you like it just for like the nostalgia, all the callbacks? And I was like, no, it feels like someone's jingling keys in front of my face right. and be like, remember, remember that? Yeah. Do you yeah, remember? Yeah. I, I, I like it or hate it. I think the worst thing 
that happened to us as a culture is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Because up until, like, it's hilarious because at that movie Endgame was literally the end of, like, that thing being done well. Since then, they can't do it. No one else has been able to replicate it. This thing where you take disparate pieces from other blah, 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 and this shows up and you're reminded of this and it actually works. I thought it worked in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is why I'm saying this, this show is fucking Joss Whedon's fault. The <laughs> Joss Whedonfication of entertainment is why everything is so dire right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why we have ass shows that look like this. You know what this show visually reminded me of? Something shot in Toronto, Team Knight Rider. A much, a much better show than this. Visually, it reminded me of My Name is Earl. Yeah. Just, like, it kind of, like, it's, it's that, like, and I like that show a lot. Sure. It's a great uh, show. But, like, that's, like, the level of production quality for this. Yeah, it just uh, looks like shit. Thing. It yeah. just looks cheap and just, ugh. It's like, you said it about the jokes, but it's everything. Like, it's like a first draft. Um, everything in here is a first draft. The first line reading was probably taken. The first, you know, the first fucking production sketches of what new San Francisco should look like. All right, let's do that. Like, it just feels like no one had any, any sense of like, hey, can we do any better with any of this? This is why, this is why they were able to turn the show around so quickly is because this is like a two take maximum set. Oh, absolutely. Like they're doing, they're doing a take, they're doing a lot, the master, and then they're doing takes for coverage and that's it. Right. Exactly. Right. Like there, th I, this shows shooting like three, four setups a day for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like they're burning through these scripts and it shows. Yeah. It really, really shows. And you'd think that since they like, ha like, so like they have Will Arnett right do the voice of sweet tooth so he's not on set he's doing this in post there's time mm -hmm. and they still don't even fucking try no they just don't fucking try like this will arnett's lines because you know you can't see fucking samoa's joe's joe's mouth these are what they had what an extra six months to come up with for sweet tooth to say yeah this i mean jesus christ yeah it's yeah. insane. And you know what? I, as <laughs> you know, Ian and I both work in television. Mm -hmm. This is my theory of what happened. I feel like this was a show that they went and shot it. And then when it got into post, they were like, oh, fuck. Yes. 100%. This is bad. Yes. And then they're like, we just have to make it, just has to be something. It has to be, yes. We have to, we have, it just has to exist and be coherent enough to where like it's not just super embarrassing for everyone involved and it is super embarrassing it's for super everyone embarrassing. involved but this is like one of those well at least it's a television show yes i just based on listen i'm not expecting walter merch in the editing but just like the two stories the a and b have nothing to do with each other the the when we cut back and forth seemingly random it just 100% they cut every scene of this show and then put it together. Absolutely. They cut scenes in a vacuum yes. and then just slap them together, which is, I'd, and it feels that way. I'd be willing to bet there was a time 
where the uh, agent, whatever his name is, storyline was not in episode one. Yeah. I, I don't think that. that's going to be a runner through the whole series. I think that is going to be a very small piece. I know, I don't think that's going to be a big piece of the rest of this. And I think it's just going to be things like that where the John Doe story is always in every episode is a long one. And then there's just going to be almost seemingly random placement of scenes that have nothing to do with anything. Yeah, almost as if it's like a, an episode of the week kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, there are shows that do that really well. Yeah, there are. Supernatural. Yes. The yeah. first couple seasons of Supernatural are incredible because they're just monster of the week shows mm -hmm. with a very loose, like, through line to get you moving along. And that works. This show is going to have scene of the week stuff in each episode. And it, it, it's, it feels, it feels wonky and I, I want it to get better. I want it to get better. I don't, I don't have high hopes. Uh, I don't have high one. hopes for it either, but I really want it to. And I'm going into every episode open-minded. Me too. But it's one of those things. It's yeah. one of those things where it's like it, the first episode does not make a good impression. No, it, it leaves me not wanting more at all. Like and if, yeah. it it does the car. They should have honestly. They should have done an hour long first episode because having the first episode be this quick moving too is disorienting and it leaves you like completely unsatisfied. Oh yeah, nothing really happens in the first episode. You have uh, just the basest of setups that you could have gotten through in about ten minutes. Yeah, like you don't Wait, and I'm assuming this is why they released them all at once, right? I is because so. I guarantee you, if you binged this, you'd end up with the Netflix disease, which is episode drift, right? Yeah. Where you're like, I don't fucking know what happened in any episodes. I just yep. kind of know what happened in the whole yep. thing. Absolutely. Uh, worst offender of that in history, Orange is the New Black. 100%. Worst, worst offender of that kind of thing ever. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's just rough. It's the show is rough. Great. And I feel for the people in post who got a hold of this and were like, fuck. Yeah, we are fucked. How are we going to make anything out of this? We yeah. just have to make this. This just has to be watchable. Yeah, well, I'm not so sure they landed that. But This has to be something, this has to be something that can get past the network noting process. Yeah, oof. That's it. That's all. That's and all. apparently the notes weren't that hard. Apparently. Or, or the network gave up on it. And again, that's why they're releasing all 10 episodes at once. It's also a weird time to release it. I mean, it's just a weird time to release it. It's just we're in the dog days. No one's watching TV right now. It's like, oh. Yeah, if this was, if this was uh, NBC Universal's like plan to be like, see, look, we have content. We don't yeah. need these writers and actors. Ooh boy! Ooh fucking boy! Ooh, Ooh fucking boy. boy! Yeah. Or or this is them trying to be like these writers uh, yeah. don't deserve more money. This yeah this <laughs> this is what this is what you think we should pay these people yeah. for? Yeah. There you go. Nice stealth thing to do. Yeah. Release this pile of fucking trash to be like they don't deserve money. Look at them. You 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 could have done a better job than this. Yeah. I mean. Because Universal's not doing the Warner Brothers, let's tank our whole company for tax write-off purposes. So they want this to make money. Yes. But I don't get how. I mean, honestly, if they wanted this to make money, where's the merch? Yeah. 
this this is a this is a, a franchise that lends itself to merch. Yeah. Where's the sweet tea? Where's the collab with Hot Wheels? Right. Seems Any pretty obvious. Yeah. Where? Uh, I mean, I haven't been to a Hot Topic in a long time, but <laughs> it. I I should be walking into a Hot Topic and seeing nothing but fucking Anthony Mackie's face on T-shirts. Smug fucking expression. He's just yeah. smug through the whole fucking first episode. In the worst way. Like, oh yeah. my god, yeah. so so awful. Garbage. So what are you ranking? What are you ranking the first episode of Twisted Metal? We're going to do this out of 10 every every yeah, episode I'm we're going to do out of 10. I'm not doing my thousand thing for this. Yeah. Out of 10, first episode 2. I mean, it's just fucking bad. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 3. Okay. Only because I really like my boo by Ghost Town DJ. Okay. I mean, I listen, do like that's it. a good enough Champagne reason. Supernova is a good song too. It's a great song. Yeah, but oof. Uh, I hope it gets better for episode two, but I do not have fucking high hopes. Yeah, I do not have high hopes either. Well, join us next week for talking twisted metal, me- t- talking, talking metal, metal, talking metal, the twisted metal uh, podcast from brought to you by Discreet Error. There you go. Uh, and make uh, sure you check us out on social meds. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Discreet Error Pod. And you can find me on Instagram at Funeral Casual Games. I'm at Ian Golding Games. And we will see you next week. Drive safe. Drive twisted. Oh, fucking twisted, dude.